I know, no Leafs Weekender music. I know we had it last year. We'll have it back soon. Uh, this right here is one of our Atlantic Division preview shows, and we have one of our favorites on, Mr. John Troche, the PA voice for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, before we get rolling with him to get the introductions going, we are proudly brought to you by our friends over at Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Be sure to check out their Puck Off Lagerdale, the absolute big beer for the big game, and hopefully for the Sens this year. There'll be plenty of big games going on. My co-host, as always, is Mr. D4, Mr. Dylan Fournier. Dylan, how's the night treating you, man? Pretty good. Lost track of time, so it's all night. <laughs> Call you Clark Monroe. And then, of course, the uh, the piece du jour, the uh, the addition right here is Mr. John Trache. John, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. Good. Ready to get going. <laughs> no worries. Well, I am going to start the show off uh, on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, I talked to John about this just a moment ago. Dylan, I messaged you as well. Um, got heavy hearts out here in Nova Scotia today. Uh, we lost a legend and Pat Stay. Uh, if you follow Battle Rap, if you follow the hip-hop community, you know who this name is. Um, a guy that is a father, a husband, you know, sadly taken from us too soon. Um, don't know all the exact details of what happened last night. But um, sadly, on his way to the hospital, passed away and is no longer here. Only at the age of 36, same age as myself. So it kind of gives me chills um, to see that, someone that I've interacted with and seen in my, my own life. So it's kind of uh, wild that that happened. So thoughts and prayers are with uh, Pat Stay's uh, loved ones, family, friends, and, of course, the uh, the entire hip-hop and battle rap community. That's, uh, that's insane to be saying that. But... Uh, on something like that, it's always a hard pivot, but tonight we are doing an Atlantic preview show, and we are going to preview the Ottawa Senators and, of course, pick John's brain on the guys that we're wearing on my hat, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I got to say, man, the Ottawa Senators, <laughs> one hell of an offseason. Never thought I would say that. And, John, you know by all the shows that we've done, I always – Give the Sens a tip of a cap. I, I call them the pesky Sens. I thought last year for sure they would have made a little bit more noise than they did. Um, yeah, man. What do you think here? What is your instant gut feeling about the Sens offseason? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a little a pun on words. I think uh, we'll have to replace the Ottawa with a Ottawa Senators. <laughs> uh, I th- I think I, I think we're gonna start off. Uh, we're gonna start off rolling. Uh, you look at the team, and, and, and I'm, I'm just I'm excited. I think the market is excited. The team is excited. Everyone around the team is excited, and I think uh, hopefully I don't slip up this year, but I might actually call them the Ottawa Senators. That would be amazing. First game. Right out of the gate, the home opener. <laughs> Welcome no, to the oh, ice. <laughs> the Ottawa Senators. If you know what, if only we were opening against Toronto, we finally get a we finally get a home opener against another team than Toronto. Yeah, that's a you know what? We you save the best for last. That's all. At least we'll be there. And, uh, we'll, <laughs> well, you know, I think happens. we're 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 playing you pretty, pretty, pretty close. Yeah, I think it's the weekend. Thanksgiving weekend or the weekend after. Yeah, I mean Dylan. The Ottawa Senators, they go out and they go get some players, they make some trades, they make some noise. It reinvigorates a fan base that really has been kind of, you know, I would say almost forgotten because we forget how passionate they were. I'm looking at this logo right here and the battles of Ontario in the playoffs of old were something that everyone got up for. And I know being a younger man at that time, 
when the Ottawa Senators beat the Maple Leafs through the regular season, and I mean they would beat the Leafs through the regular season, there'd be some games where they would get handed. And then it comes to the playoffs and the script would change. But I will say this, the amount of like back and forth and just even on the radio, the celebrities getting in on it, like Adam Sandler, um, you know, making the Ottawa song and everything like that. Those are where you want to be. You want to get back to that level. And I think with this sense team, if Talbot holds up between the pipes, which we'll get to, I think they can be a team that really pushes this year not just the pesky Sens label, but the Ottawa playoff push label. I think it's going to happen. <clears throat> what do you think, Dylan? Um, obviously, this is a lot more exciting uh, than recently. Obviously, we had our time where, you know, when Ottawa was hot with Carlson and them pushing for the Eastern Conference. Uh, you Not know, too we long ago, by Ottawa. the way. Not too long ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't too long ago. It was back in 2017. Uh, you know, the Leafs weren't doing good, so that, that rivalry wasn't there. And, uh, you know, now that Ottawa took on that rebuild and we were pushing in the right direction, you know, we kind of crossed paths at a point where we kind of both weren't necessarily really good, but obviously the rivalry is always still there. But uh, I think as you watch them getting, getting better here, it's going to be very, very interesting. And, you know, it could make for some very interesting playoff games this year. No, it definitely could, and it will for sure. Um, John, another thing here with the Ottawa Senators that we really haven't seen is them locking up guys and keeping them. You know, for so long it was the Stones leaving, you know, the Carlsons leaving, the Hoffmans. You know, you go down the list. Guys were going. Now guys are staying to Chuck, Norris, Batherson. Um, you know, just to name Shabbat, uh, to name a few. What does that do in the city? I mean, I mean, Stutzla was huge. I mean, I remember when you guys drafted him, me and you talked right afterwards. But yeah. what does it mean to now see these young guys lock in for term? Because as a fan of a team, you always worry about the guys that you groom and bring along that become something leaving. Now the Ottawa Senators have things locked up. That's got to be fun. That's got to be exciting. It's, it's, I think it's, it's rejuvenating the fan base. Um, the fact that guys are sticking around, it, it really shows a commitment that everyone's in it and everyone's in it together. People are there. People know that we have a potential to be a successful team and people want to buy in. Um, you know, from the top down, everyone's, everyone's bought in. I think the excitement, like I said earlier, the excitement around the city is just, it's the city's buzzing. Um, and it's great. It's great to see. I hope, I hope we can flip the script from the early two thousands. <laughs> you know, the last time you guys got out of the first round was against us. So let's hope, uh, you know, we can go for a little rematch and, and, and <laughs> flip the script, flip the script a little bit. Um, but, uh, no, it, it's, it's, it's amazing having guys buy into the program and, and I think people are going to love to see the Sens. They're just going to be a fast paced team and, uh, they're going to give it every game. And that as well, I mean, we'll talk more about some of the players that were brought in via trade or, you know, signed like a Claude Giroux. Um, but that as well, getting those players locked in really helps, you know, with sponsors, with all those different little things, yeah. getting a new arena built and all that stuff that goes with it. You have a team that's rolling and dealing and the excitement and the buzz and the palpitness in the city is there. That really helps. And I see these young guys, and I said it to you last year, I really thought there'd be more noise. 
but now there's going to be some noise. And I want to ask you, when you're in the building, because you're there, what is it like when Tchuk comes out like Stone Cold Steve Austin and that glass breaks and the arena goes absolutely <laughs> It was wild. It, it was it was insane. <clears throat> well, you're, you're, I guess you're referring to when he uh, when he signed the extension. When he signed the extension, when, that was kind of his on, first appearance. Yeah, on opening night when I announced him back in the building, it was like goosebumps. I think the building just went insane. And the craziest part is that we were playing Toronto. Yep. And the building still erupted. Either all the you know the sense fans just overpowered the Leaf fans, or I think it was just everyone in the building in general was fired up. Whether even if it was, you know, the Leaf fans might have been fired up because you know the competition is going to be there. Kachuk is there. They know that he's hard to play against, so it's going to be a lot more entertaining games. But let me tell you, when I introduced him, it was it was I can't even describe the feeling. It was it was crazy. No, it was definitely good. Now, with something like that, obviously, you know, big debuts or comebacks or signings, they want to keep those things under wrap. Did you know that that was happening in advance of that evening? Or was I, it you got to the rink and they said, hey, this is what we're doing? I have no idea. I had no idea. It was uh, – I, I, don't, I don't even think I knew until five minutes before it happened. It That's was, amazing, uh, though. That which is- was kind of cool for me, too, because I'm still going over the emotions of, of you know – by the way, this is happening. <laughs> and then you want me to yeah, go announce right. this. So it's like the emotion that you heard me in the arena was was really a, a true emotion because I had just found out at the same time as everyone else. That is awesome. Dylan, when uh, when Chuck signed, obviously we were all waiting for it to happen. He's an important piece for the Ottawa Senators. What was your reaction to that? Because that was Vegas-esque is what I'll call that. The sense <laughs> tore a page right out of the Vegas book with the theatrics and I think the NHL needs that but what was your reaction because I loved it I'm not a sense fan but I love that that was some classic classic way showmanship is what I'm looking for right there what do you think it brings it it definitely brings a different aspect to like your your experience inside the arena obviously even still watching it on television um you know I think there's something very special about these to Chuck brothers and I, before Matthew left out of Calgary, I was expecting him to be the next captain in Calgary, but obviously things kind of went left field and, uh, you know, he went to Florida, but uh, these guys bring something else to the game and they're, you know, Brady's pesky. He literally matches the pesky sense name. So, uh for them to lock him up long-term and for him to represent the, the team is really, really huge for them. No, it definitely is. And, you know, then you move to what happened during the offseason. One guy I want to ask you about leaving, because I thought he had promise, and really it finally seemed like he was going to be sticking around with the team too, was Anton Forsberg. Um, he really seemed like he hit stride, John, with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he found a home, felt comfortable. Um, you know, the running joke was he played for what I think it was at one point six teams in one season. Um, you know, barely got a cup of coffee, I think, with the Jets. Uh, I think it was, and then shipped over. Um, for you, I mean, that's got to kind of be bittersweet. I, li- I liked what he was doing in Ottawa. Obviously, Talbot's no slouch, but what are your thoughts on, there? For- Forsberg didn't go anywhere. What he's still on the roster. I thought Forsberg went to Minnesota. No, no, you're talking about uh, Gustafson. 
Gustafson, yeah. Gustafson. Oh, I mean, then you're, never hey, mind. My boy, Forsberg's uh, still there. We got a one. You got a one A, one B, ten, and with, oh with Talbot and look at, me, look at me go. See, <laughs> I, 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 wrote I, down, I wrote down the wrong name. You had me while you're asking me the question. I was like, shit, did I miss something? And I'm going on the <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. No, I, I, I had really a little bit of a uh, had a little bit of a panic attack there. I'm like, I wrote down for- Forsberg, and I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, yeah, cue that up to uh, the Sunday night meeting. Uh, our 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 goaltending honestly is 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 I'm I, I'm feeling good with our goaltenders. I think you got Cam Talbot, you got Forsberg, even uh, you know you, you call up Sogard, give him some play. You know, saw him play in Belleville a couple years ago at Kane Tire Center. His first games in North America. I think he went seven and zero. He's the future, and I think you know Amanda Lazy as well. Uh, we we got some good goaltending prospects. I think our our one two and I mean, arguably it's a one A one B. Um, I think we're looking good. No, Sorry like to it. a little buzzkill on your question. <laughs> no, man, makes it even better because I really want to know. You know, obviously, I like Anton Forsberg, so I just made that very clear. Um, you know, hopefully he gets to stick around in Ottawa and does get some playing time. Um, the question I have for you then, obviously. Matt Murray goes to the Leafs. We'll talk about that in a little while. (laughs) But Cam Talbot found his rhythm in Minnesota. Do you think for yourself, just as a fan of the team, obviously, do you think there may be a little bit of a rough patch to start for familiarity and all that different stuff with Cam Talbot? Or do the Ottawa Senators just have their guy? I think um... (laughs) – I don't. I don't think so. I think we're lucky this year that we have we have eight preseason games, which is you know teams play between six to eight. This year we opted to play eight. Um, seven of them are on the road, uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of team building. There's going to be a lot of practice time together. There's going to be a lot of you know time to go through any kind of adversity. And I think having those seven road games, and I think honestly you don't see starters play all that much, but I think Forsberg and, and, and Cal- Talbot are going to get a lot more starts than the other prospects simply based on that, to try to get the rest off, to try to get familiarity and just to see the kind of competition growing. Uh, but I think having seven preseason games on the road is really going to set the, set the tone for the season. No, I can definitely see that. Dylan, what do you think of the, uh, the Ottawa center school attending now? I'll ask you as well. Um, obviously a lot stronger than we've seen. Um, I do have some comments on Murray and, Obviously, I can bring up a comment too from uh, from John last year. Oh boy, uh, about something about Matt Murray. So we'll <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, what do you think, Dylan, about this goaltending tandem, and will this be the rock that Ottawa thinks is going to be? Um, obviously, what Talbot was was doing last year in Minnesota was, was great, and I I think there was a there was a button that that was pushed very very hard on him when uh, Billy Garen brought in. Flurry to kind of push him to be that better guy. And I think it's a similar situation here in Ottawa where you have your one A and one B guy, and you got they're just gonna uh compete against each other very, very friendly, but it's gonna push the other to be better. Um, I think it's very good for the team. Now I obviously have my own opinion about their defense, and that's another question I'll get to it in a bit, but <laughs> I think Minnesota obviously has better defense, but we'll see how that that plays out this year anyway, uh, as well. So, you know what? It'd be interesting to see with Talbot is that it's almost like 
the tables kind of turned. Whereas in, in Minnesota, they brought in Flurry to kind of, you know, push Talbot a little bit and say, you know, listen, you know, we're bringing in a guy and we need you to play a bit better. But this time it's, it's Ottawa brought in Talbot to kind of push, you know, Forsberg. I'm not saying necessarily to push him, but now Talbot is kind of, you know, you're the guy that we're bringing in. So it's a kind yeah. of a different, it's a different pressure on Talbot, but I think for him, he must feel good going in saying that, you know what, these guys really want me. I'm here to kind of push the other guy and maybe together we can actually be a successful tandem. You know, a lot of times they say, you know, one, a one B one, a one B don't necessarily work, but in a situation like that, I think, I think it could. And I really think, honestly, I have, I have some good faith. It's nice to see that we have some solid goaltending going into the season. Um, and yeah. We'll get to the D in just a moment there. Uh, we're telling, um, want to ask about a couple of the, um, Offensive upgrades. <clears throat> the reason why I say that is because last year when we spoke, one thing you said that the Ottawa Senators needed was a little bit more goal scoring support. If they could add somebody to help with that, uh, it really would bring them along. I mean, a guy like Alex Brincat's really going to ratchet that up a little bit. And then, of course, Claude Giroux as well. Um, first, the Brinkett brings potential 40 goal scoring capabilities, which is amazing. Uh, something the sense desperately would need. Um, what do you feel there for him? Obviously, I can't wait to to hear you do the call because he's going to score against the Leafs. It's just going to happen. And I know I'm going to get chirped by you afterwards, but uh, we shall see. Um, I'm going to text you when he scores a hat trick against you on the first night. <laughs> Listen, you always use zing me during the intermissions <laughs> just because of my videos. And usually uh, usually Ottawa gets the better of us. And no you, matter you give what, it back. You give it back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> Especially if we win. Have a little fun. But uh, Alex Debrincat obviously uh, brings an element the Sens we're looking for. What do you feel for this guy here? Um, who do you think, just watching this team, because you're around them, who do you think he's best suited to play with? Is it playing with Stutzla? Is it playing with the Chuck? Who is it going to be? Batherson, Norris? Who do you uh, see I, him pairing up with good? Because I know you watch these guys. I know you're he, not a coach or anything, but this could be – your moment right here. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna play with Jimmy Jimmy for sure. Jimmy Stu. Uh, those two. I mean, I can't wait to watch those guys play. <clears throat> and I think, I think they're both gonna elevate each other. Whereas you know Stutzla didn't necessarily have <clears throat> the greatest offensive season last year. I mean, don't get me wrong. He he still played really well as a as a second year player. Yeah. But I think this year having a having a guy like Debrinket on his line is gonna be incredible both those guys are going to put up they're going to put the biscuit in the net like <laughs> a good old terminology there hopefully they put a lot against the leaves but uh <laughs> those two guys together i think you know we you see i you see in the news that ottawa has a just as good as a top six at top six as anyone in the league oh and don't we worry can, we're going to get to that debate here in a couple of moments we can I mean, if you look at the, you got Kachuk, Norris, Batherson, uh, Debrinket, Giroux. I mean, man, it's, you almost got, looking at that lineup, sometimes you think that, you know, the first, you know, three, four, five, six players that you could be on a, I might go out uh, a little out of the lane there, but kind of like an all-star team, honestly. <laughs> Hey, you know uh, you're you're going to quote that, and next year you're going to bring up, and you're going to say, remember when you said you had an all-star team, but uh <laughs> No, listen, I won't clip you. I won't radio on that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> the other guy that you got, obviously, is Claude Giroux. 
Um, and Dylan, I'll get you to touch on both these guys in just a minute. Um, Drew is obviously not the, you know, point getter and everything that he was previous, but he is a hard worker. A lot of people were questioning his foot speed when he went to Florida. Um, obviously a lot of hard miles on him playing in Philly. Um, but he does come to Ottawa with fanfare and he is going to be a guy who's in your top six, like you just said. Um, what are you expecting out of Claude Giroux? Uh, realistically, is it 25 and 25 or is he going to pop off for more? Uh, I like your, I, I do like your 25, 25 prediction. I think it's good to, to set. I, I'd say that's almost a minimum that you get from Drew. I think it all depends on the power play time. He's obviously really good on the power play. He's, <clears throat> he's, um, he's going to bring in that veteran leadership. We have a fairly young team and then bringing in a guy like Claude Giroux, who's not only just a veteran presence, you know, we're not bringing in a guy just to, just to be there on the fourth line and, you know, call him a veteran presence. We, we got a guy who's legitimately an all-star. He's, he's a captain. <clears throat> he's a local product. So it's just an all around product, an all around package. You know, you talk about just having Giroux for there's just so many different things he brings to yeah. the table, the leadership, <clears throat> power play, veteran presence, the community, the amount of marketing that you can do around Claude Giroux into the, into the Gatineau market and just to the local community. You have somebody that legitimately lives in Ottawa. That's, that's going to be there. And he's, he's an amazing player. So I think all around having Claude Giroux is, is, is an incredible addition. No, he is an amazing addition for this team. Um, I liken it to a lesser extent um, as like the John Tavares coming home to the Ottawa center, so to speak with Claude Giroux, you know, local kid, local guy getting to come to play for the team. You know, maybe he grew up cheering for, don't know where that those roots lie, but obviously he wanted to come play in Ottawa. So that was very clear. So obviously there's some sort of connection yeah. there. Um, Dylan, what do you think? Claude Giroux, Alex DeBrincat, Obviously, they beef up this team. They really do prop it up, um, you know, not to mention the young guys we talked about as well. What do you think of these two signings for the Ottawa Senators? First of all, the Brinkhead is a top 10 goal scorer, even though he was on Chicago last year. So he brings a lot to that lineup. <laughs> there you go. He was on one of the worst teams in the league last year, and look how many points he put up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. He's play, he was playing with Patty Kane. Yes, but, I mean, but yeah. but Patrick Kane is also on the on the late side of thirty. So it's it's you imagine Giroux with with the young guys on the Sens. It's it's now. Sorry, what, go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to be too excited for a second there. <laughs> um, but you you look at this team and. I, I, if, if that's the line, the Brinkett, Stutzel, and uh, Giroux, Giroux can dish the puck. He can also beat any goalie out of their pants still. Stutzel can sure as hell pass that puck, and, you know, apparently he can bat it out of the air and put it in past Campbell. Good thing he's not in Toronto anymore. And then the Brinkett can just dish it in the back of the net like he's a six-foot-three juggernaut. But – it's obviously jealousy coming from this side um, of the podcast, obviously, but uh, you know, it, it, 
if you're picking fantasy guys, I would go for these guys. Not going to lie. I would look for these guys to have a phenomenal year. Um, but yeah, it, but when great, you, great additions. When you think about it, the Brinkett, Stutzla, Giroux is probably projected to be the second line. How do you have yeah. the Brinkett, Stutzla, and Giroux on the second line? Yeah. Because you have a first line of Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, and Brady Kachuk. Yeah. Like, it's gross. It's, this, is, it is this, gross. this is what I'm saying is that you tell me, name me another better top six. I mean, there are, there are some who are pretty equal, Yeah, but we can, we can play with anyone in the league with that top six. Yes. But yeah, Drew definitely brings the, I think it, it's going to give Stutzel that bigger step this year because of Giroux's veteran leadership. And, and you know, and you know what, that Drew is coming in, Without the captain pressure, you know, he's not yeah, it's true too. He's not the he's coming in here as everyone knows, he's an, an older veteran player that's coming to help out. But I don't think the pressure is on Giroux as much as it is on Debrinket, as much as it is on Stutzla, Kachuk, Norris. So I think I think having less pressure is gonna just elevate his game. Because he he's there to just play his game and not worry about all the other things that come with being that the captain. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. I hundred percent agree with that. You don't even think of those little things, but obviously no. that is a lot off his plate. I mean, he's not he's not gonna be answering the interviews or the questions every day. He's not gonna be, you know, maybe for the French media, he'll have he'll have some media time and but you know that's that's Shabbat as well. That's you know, Metzger Joseph as well. I mean, even, even a guy like Metzger Joseph, who's an underrated, I think, you know, he's, oh, he's I love him. Uh, me too. And, and yeah. people don't talk about him enough, but he's one of the fastest players in the NHL. You know, I, I wish the NHL had an actual fastest skater competition with the actual fastest skaters in the league and not necessarily yeah. only those invited to the all-star game. It would be amazing to see even a guy like, like Formington, Formington and Metzger Joseph are, are, crazy fast and I, I would love to see uh even though he's not a leaf anymore Ilya Mikheyev that guy's got wheels too you know imagine an actual skills competition or kind of a fastest skater you got McDavid you got you know every team picks their fastest player and Letter you rip. have a true I mean McDavid's gonna win it every year because he's always at the all-star game but there may be players in the league who are faster but anyways now we're, we're getting off a little topic here <laughs> it's but... all right <laughs> but no. I mean yeah. I'm a little biased for being excited, but you know, you look through our lineup and we got a lot of speed. We got some grit on the fourth line and uh, yeah. Well, the only issue I can see and Dylan's going to touch on this here is uh, the defense right now. Um, Dylan, you go ahead. I've been running with this one. You take the ball yeah, yeah. for a minute. So obviously we're talking about the forward group, but I, I think the biggest problem is defense. You guys brought in the, the goalie. And the only guy that I really see is your shining star there is Shabbat. Now, I know that Sanderson is going to come in, and he's probably going to do well this year as well. But I don't see a big shutdown guy there. At the top, off the top of my head, obviously, you know the, the lineup a little bit more than I do. But do you think uh, goals against is going to struggle this year due to the fact that you don't have a strong decor? Uh, I think, hmm. so, so 
Pierre Dorian, I think the other day, answered that question when he was asked with, we have an adequate defense. And when you have, what? how do I phrase this? I think the puck is going to be in the offensive zone a lot more <laughs> than in our defensive zone. So right off the bat, that puts a little less pressure on the defense. Yep. yep. When you have better goalies, you do need a bit less you know, adequate defense could do the trick. Yeah. I, I think, think having, I think having the, the possession in the offensive zone is a big, a big increase. So your question asking me, will we have a lot more goals against? I think, no, we have, we're going to have the puck a lot more. We're going to have possession a lot more. We have better goaltending. Yeah. Could we use another defenseman? I mean, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I do agree. I do agree that I would love to see a, an additional shutdown defenseman, but I think what we have in the words of Pierre Dorian is definitely adequate. You know, we have underrated guys like an Artem Zub that people don't necessarily talk about that much. Zub is bad. Zub is bad. Uh, a lot of TikTokers do apparently. I mean, my 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 video went viral last year of <clears throat> me letting the crowd announce the Artem Zub goal. But uh, <laughs> you know, with Jake Sanderson coming in, he's he's going to be a stud. Yeah. You have you know Shabbat, and honestly. Travis Hamannick is 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 a veteran player, and I don't think he's a liability. Um, I think he's the kind of guy that that makes those plays. He makes the right plays. Is he going to score goals? Probably not. But but having Travis Hamannick on the ice is not necessarily going to be detrimental to the team. Right. So a top four with you know Shabbat Zub, maybe a Hamannick Sanderson throw Zaitsev and maybe Brandstrom on the third line or, you know, JBD or Lassie Thompson, one of those two guys can get called up. Yeah. I think Lassie Thompson is, is, was had a pretty good year in Belleville. Um, would we need an extra defenseman? Sure. I think it's a nice to have. No one's ever yeah. going to say no to having a, you know, they keep talking about Jacob Trickren. Who, who, yeah, why, yeah. why, why wouldn't you want Jacob Trickren on your right, on your team? Um, but I mean, are we not gonna? Are we gonna play terribly without a Jacob Chickren? I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think we're okay. Like I said, having the puck in the offensive zone a lot more than before is <laughs> yeah. gonna help the goals against. Yeah. What I, I guess- can see with the Travis Hamannick thing too, just to jump in for a sec, Tilly, is um, I really can see that being like the uh, the Ron Hainsey Morgan Riley pairing from the Leafs, where they had well, that veteran guy I, staple to the young guy. I think Travis Hamannick is better than Ron Hainsey. Oh no, I. Definitely. <laughs> like, I'm saying as for a security but I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll right? give you your point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a security blanket. Trust me, I obviously Travis Hamannick blows Hainsey out of the water, but for what Hainsey was at the time for the Leafs, obviously yeah. he allowed Morgan Riley to go be the 70-plus defenseman he was points-wise. So I could see Hamannick maybe being able to either Sanderson or even maybe Shabbat anchoring. I, I think I think you got to put you got to put Hamannick with, with Sanderson. Um, I think to me that's 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 what I would do. Simply that, you know, you got the veteran presence who knows he he knows his role. He's gonna stay behind. He's gonna let Sanderson go. Sanderson will make a mistake, and 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 Hamannick will be there to bail him out. Um, and having the better goaltending, like I said, is is it, there's nothing you know having a good having <laughs> no. a good goalie is night and day making your team better. I, all right, all right, all right. Let me get I to my point that I was gonna bring up from last. Time. Go go, Dill. You got something right quick. 
I just thought I uh, like maybe I should have worded it. Will it maybe will it affect losing more games a little bit more than we're gonna win more than last year? So I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say no. Okay. Um, my point that I want to bring up to you is we talked about Matt Murray. We talked about the Sens last year. Um, and the one thing that we kept coming back to is the Sens needed to support their goaltenders with a little bit more scoring. Obviously, now we're talking about the puck being in the offensive zone and those things translating, you know, to better statistics for the goaltenders, for the defense, for winning, et cetera, et cetera. It goes down the line. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if the Ottawa Senators kept Matt Murray just per se – and he was healthy, and this lineup with all these offensive stars were there, do you think that the same thing would still be be able to be said for the Ottawa Senators? They'd be able to kind of outscore their problems a la an Edmonton Oilers and allow the workload not to be so hard on Forsberg and Murray, which I think is pretty much what they're banking on this year. So is this question, we we just signed Matt Murray to the the four-year extension? Or is this considering last season and the year before? I would say it has to be considering the last, uh, last couple of years because now for me as a Leaf fan, I look at it and say, okay, Ottawa hasn't been great the past couple of years. You know, they didn't have the goal scoring that the Maple Leafs have in the Mitch Marners, the Nylander, Savaris, uh, the Matthews, you know, mm. those kind of things to outscore some of the problems to maybe allow a goaltending to find his footing. Um, you know, as we've seen in Ottawa, when Matt Murray – and the Sens were not going the right way. It was hard for him. It was yeah. hard for for Forsberg as well. So, I mean, my thing is now if, if Murray was still there and all this comes in, would that Yeah, it, it's a good question, but I think it's, it's, it's tough to answer because, you know, we, we've all seen it. Matt Murray, there was two Matt Murrays last year. There was lights out Matt Murray. Nothing's yeah. getting by. And Matt Murray wasn't quite there. You know, it's tough to answer because, you know, he went through a lot of, and it's no fault of his own. He, he went through a lot of injuries last year, concussions and, and, you know, coming back wasn't always easy for him. So I don't, I don't know what kind of Matt Murray we're going to see this year. It's, it's a gamble for the Leafs. The Leafs might get, you know, 2019 Matt Murray or 2017 Matt Murray, um, or they might get last year's Matt Murray. It's it's tough to answer, but ultimately, yes, I'll stand by what I said. If the puck is in your zone a lot less, then yeah. having any goaltender is going to be is going to be an upgrade on that goalie. They're going to face hopefully less shots. Um, mind you, a lot of some goalies love getting all those shots. Yeah, but some people uh, like either rubber. Yeah, yeah, but I would say I think I feel more comfortable with our tandem this year. But if you were asking me this exact same question, I think a couple of years ago we chatted when we just signed Matt Murray. Yeah. I think I would have answered the same thing. Super exciting. I think having an all-star or an amazing goalie two times Stanley Cup winner, I would I would be just as excited as I am this year. So it all depends on which Matt Murray we're getting. So I, I don't I don't I don't think the Leafs made a bad a bad trade or or, or picking up Matt Murray. It, it just we'll see for the Leafs. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hanging my hat on mostly is the I, fact, you know, it's a high it's a low, have, low risk, high reward for the Leafs. For both goaltenders, really. For sure. Because Samsonov obviously has a uh, chip on yeah. his shoulder wanting to prove yeah. what he can do, but 
I really want Matt Murray to succeed. Obviously, a lot of things. Yeah, I think everyone does. He, yeah. he's, he's a fantastic human being, and I think hopefully for him, he has success. And I, I think, you know, even even for Campbell, I, I'm I'm hoping Campbell does well in Edmonton. That was uh, he he deserved that contract, and, and I think if we talk about Edmonton, I think he makes Edmonton much better than they were last year. So Edmonton's going to be tough to play against this year. No, definitely. And I mean, we've seen the uh, the roller coaster ride that was Jack Campbell last year. That one month really did prop up his save percentage. But, I mean, the guy was playing with a broken freaking rib. I mean, most of us probably wouldn't even get off the couch with a broken rib, yeah. let alone suit up for an NHL hockey game, getting vulcanized rubber at us. Um, but <laughs> that's something I wanted to talk to you about. For you, let, let's wrap on the Sens here before we pick your brains on the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Where do you see the Sens this season? At the end of the year, the Ottawa Senators are going to be what? Honestly, I think I think we have a good chance of making the playoffs. I'm not saying we're going to finish. I don't think we're finishing at the top of the Atlantic Division, but I, I I think we'll I think we'll squeeze into a playoff spot. I think you guys are going to squeak into a spot. And then once you get in the playoffs, it's anyone's game. No, it's all bets are off. Look at twenty seven. Look at twenty seventeen when we came out of nowhere and the Hamburglar. It's it's totally. I think on paper we have a playoff team, and it's just it depends. I think we need a good start. A lot of the last couple of years we haven't started off very well, and I think if we have a good start to the season, it's going to be a game changer. And I think the building is going to be packed this year. the The fans are going to the players are going to feed off the fans. It's just going to be a whole new going to a Sens game this year. is just going to be totally different. I think. No, it's going to be a huge experience. We talked about this earlier. Just the names that have come in now, obviously. and just you know, just not even, not even on the ice, but just all the off ice things. You know, we have an arena deal. We have a, uh, you know, the sponsors that are that are coming back. It, it's just everything that happened. I think the whole off season has, has been. If you need to name a GM of the year, I think right now <laughs> Pierre Pierre Torreon is in, is in the lead. He just rejuvenated the whole franchise. Yeah, no, the juice is there across the board, on ice, off ice, everything. And, you know, we talked about this before we came on. It just it feels like this organization is taking the steps in the right direction, which is amazing, um, you know, and something we've all kind of been waiting for, you know, for the Ottawa Senators to be able to get back to where they were in the early 2000s, even that 2017 team with all those names. This is going to be fun. And the team we're knowing they're going to go up against a few times and maybe even face in the playoffs, who knows, is the Maple Leafs. I want to ask you, obviously this team has a huge mountain in front of them that's called the first round. They can't pass it. They can't get over it. Um, You know, last year we all thought they were beating Tampa. It looked like they were beating Tampa. And two high sticks later, they weren't beating Tampa. And then one goal call back, they weren't beating Tampa. You know, things just didn't go their way. And you know what? You still had an opportunity to put the puck in the net. So those things happen. They happen to every team. You have to let them go and move on and figure it out. The Leafs did not. Obviously, they didn't make it through. So I got to ask you, John, you look at this Toronto Maple Leaf team, the Cali Yarn Croaks, the Abe Kubels, um, you bring in some names. You're hoping Nick Robertson hits. You hope Matthew Nyes comes in later on, maybe makes a little noise. You're banking on Matt Murray having a resurgence. You're banking on Ilya Samsonov being a goaltender that can maybe rival what they thought they were getting in Washington as a, an Andre Vasilevsky light at one point in life. 
What do you think of this team? And is this iteration any better than last year's team to say that they can get over the hump? <laughs> I, who's the question? Who's the question directed to now? Oh, it's going right to you, John. Right to, right to me. Right to you. Uh, I don't think the Leafs are are better, and I don't think they're worse. So uh, they, they basically I, just did this. So the, the Leafs, the thing about the Leafs is that they're kind of like an NBA team, maybe, where uh, where you have, you know, in the NBA, you can have you know, two or three really good players and, and you're going to win championships every year. Hockey is not quite like that. I think Toronto has too many stars and maybe not enough complimentary items or players. Your, you guys have been playing really, I mean, the Leafs have played super really well with, you know, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, the big four, if that's what you want to call it. To me, it's like kind of thinking of the, when LeBron James went to Miami, um, they had their big three. Yeah. But I think where the Leafs run into trouble is that they have all their money locked into four or five, six guys. So they're kind of filling the other positions with, you know, either rookies or, or veterans or just kind of fringe NHL players. But that being said, they've hit, I mean, last year they hit on a guy like Michael Bunting where, you know, Michael Bunting was a league minimum player all of a sudden on the first line with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Putting up 60 plus. Yeah. You had guys like, like you, Pierre Engvall played pretty well. I think losing Mikhaev is is a big, is big for the Leafs. Yeah, but I mean, you guys, but you brought in some good guys like the Yarn Kronk, like Yarn Kronk, Quark, Kronk, Yarn Kronk, Yarn Kronk. I'll have to learn that. <laughs> um, bringing in him, I think, was a pretty good move. I think you, your core, you still have the same core. Yeah, you may or may not have upgraded on goaltending. We'll see how it goes. I think you knew what you had with Jack Campbell, and this year you don't know what you have with Matt Murray. You could have All Star Matt Murray, or you could not. So I think that's a, that's a pretty big risk. Sorry, not, it's a low, like you said earlier, a low risk, high reward. Yeah, your defense pretty much the same. I don't think I think it's exactly the same. Um, I don't think you guys brought in. I don't think you brought in any defense. We just get it. We just get we brought in a couple of fringe yeah. guys like Jordy Ben and Victor Mete. Right, true. But uh, I mean, you still have the Riley, Lilligren, Muzzin, Brody, Giordano, and and Justin Hall. I think a full uh, season of Giordano is going to say something, though. I really do. Yeah, but, I mean, you guys got to get some juice in the tank. It's not Joe Thornton, but, but I team. think I, I think the Leafs, the Leafs are going to be the Leafs. They're I, they're going to make the playoffs. They're it's just what happens in the playoffs. I mean. Selfishly, I hope we play the Leafs and we turn the tables and we eliminate the Leafs in the first round. If that happens, we are not doing another show. I will clip this and say that you said it right here, right now. But um, I would love to see I mean, What do you mean we have to have another show if that happens? <laughs> yeah, the meltdown show of us putting on Ottawa gear or something. But um, oh. Oh. <laughs> listen. Oh. 
I'll send you. A, I'll send you a jersey, my friend. You'll fr- you'll send me a free Stutzel jersey. Sure, I'll do. I'll play it on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy, guy jumping ship already. It hasn't even happened. He's quick. Like, he's quick to jump ship. Wow. All it takes is me getting you a Stutzla jersey. <laughs> yeah. He, One Leaf fan at a time. Here we go. <laughs> Taking him down. But <clears throat> look at the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I say, for me this year, at least they've insulated one thing that was kind of a problem. Jake Muzzin is a player that if he goes down in this Maple Leafs lineup, we don't have another physical kind of defenseman. Bringing in a Jordy Ben is replacing the, at least the physicality, not the hockey IQ, but the physicality part that Jake Muzzin clears the front of the net with, that we will still have, which we did Leafs, not have last year. Are the Leafs going to play with 7D or are they going to, because what's going to happen? Who are they going to sit? You got a well, guy like Jordy Ben who's. If Muzzin gets hurt, right? Because Muzzin's known to get hurt. For sure. And, and be gone. So if you're able to plug in a Jordy Ben on your bottom pair to be your net front clearing presence on the PK, that Muzzin does, that at least insulates that injury is what I would be thinking that Kyle Dubas did there. Basically just I, to I think you're bang on. Allow that that allow that one point. Like I said, hockey IQ is not oh. matched at all. But no. for me, I look at the Leafs and I say it's gonna come down to Samsonov and Murray, what happens between those pipes? Because if the Leafs make the playoffs this year, I'm telling you right now, they're going through Ottawa first round. <laughs> and they're gonna that'll be the ticket. It has to be the ticket. It has to be nah. and I'll tell you this, John. If the Leafs start beating the Sens throughout the regular season and it's looking like they're gonna play in the playoffs, I will concede before we even get there. Because whatever team wins the regular season series loses in the playoffs. And we know that to be true when they face each other. Because well, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, can we can we can we talk about two thousand four? Like that's Come on, that's almost twenty years ago. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, in the early everybody... in the early two thousands, we're gonna say the the Senators beat the Leafs in the regular season, the lost in the first round of the playoffs. But we're talking, you know, eighteen years ago, nineteen. By the time, you know, it's, when it's... was the last time the Leafs made the second round? I'm just two thousand four. Yeah, but it's I'm just saying maybe the Ottawa Senators are what the Leafs need. I don't get going. The, this year's draft picks weren't even born when that last happened. <laughs> Listen, stop. It's a whole, it's a no. whole new. <laughs> ah. Listen, over oh, half man. of my life, the Leafs have not made it to the second round now. I just realized that the other day. I was like, wow, that really sucks. I can send you a Stutzler jersey if you'd like. <laughs> stop it. I'll, I'll stop take it. a German Stutzler jersey, please. <laughs> oh, look at him. Look at him changing now because he's what you said. Or, no, or a Batherson Knights jersey. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh, look at there. him go. He's all over the map. Um, I'm looking forward to it this year. It's going to be fun. And I always say this to to Habs fans, to Sens fans. I like when all three teams are doing well because it adds juice to the rivalry. Everybody has fun. You know, you're talking it up. Me and you, no matter what the teams are doing, we're chirping anyways, and I love it. You know, I always get a message from you on game day, so it's always fun. (laughs) Um, What are you looking forward to this season the most uh, with the Ottawa Senators? Uh, I've seen you already gearing up the Giroux calls. Um, you know, getting them out there on your profile. I love it. Um, but what are you looking forward to the most? What What's in your mind the moment that you can't wait to get to? Uh, I think Don't having a pact. <laughs> <laughs> Winning the Stanley Cup. Come on. <laughs> That's the easy answer. Everybody no, no, no. I, I, think, I think just 
walking into the arena on opening night and 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 seeing everyone just buzzing announcing the lineup you know the full the full roster on opening night and just seeing a packed building i think like i like i mentioned earlier i think the sends it's going to be a totally different atmosphere at Canadian Tire Center. People are going to be buzzing. People are going to be packing the arena. Um, I'm looking forward to announcing to full houses. Um, just seeing the excitement around the city. Like I said, it, it's just, it's a totally different era of Sens hockey. I wish, I wish the logo would have changed this year. You know, this bringing back this logo, it's almost yeah. fitting. It's almost fitting that it would have happened this year. Because it's like it's a totally different franchise. I I just find it's just it's a different Ottawa Senators, and I think people are are genuinely excited. The you know you heard after the Giroux signing and after all these all the extensions and and the arena deal and all that that just season tickets, you know, I think it went up fifty percent. Or guys were getting you know sales staff were getting phone calls like you like you couldn't believe. Jerseys are flying off the shelves. You're, you're seeing excitement, genuine excitement around the city. And I think that'll transfer into the arena. And I hope that it'll transfer into the on-ice play as well. We have an exciting team. It, it, it's just, and like you said, it is great when all the teams in the, in the division are doing well because the competition is there. People are going to be tuning in on Saturday night to watch Hockey Night in Canada. People are going to be tuning in. It's just going to bring the whole community together where People that I think may have turned off the sends for the last few years are are interested again. And I think no, that, I that's just you. that's just what I'm most excited to is to see the success of the franchise. We kind of turning the page into a new era. I'm super looking forward to it. Like I mean, me and you've talked numerous times, so I want to see the team do well. Um, I don't want them to beat the Leafs, obviously, but it's more fun when the Battle of Ontario has that extra flavor. And, and, when it, and it would have mean something, you know. And, yeah, and it's going to mean something this year. This, for sure. If the Sens are in last place and we're playing Toronto, the buzz isn't isn't quite there. And I think having the Sens be that much better this year is going to make those games that much better to watch. Yeah, no, I cannot. I cannot wait for the season to start. I can't wait to hear you call some goals. I uh, can't wait to get chirped when the Leafs are down five one after one, and they've shelled Murray and his return to Ottawa. Um, because you know what? That's written in the stars. It will ha- either either he will stonewall them, which the Leafs really don't get the goalie teams too often, or we'll get lit up. So, and Nikita Zaitsev will probably have two just to, to add the sting to it. So, um, John, I want to thank you so much. You're always so grateful with your time. You always come on the show. We have fun. We talk about things. Um, where can people find you? And obviously, uh, where can people see you? <laughs> At Canadian Tire Center. <laughs> I'm so used to your season tickets. Let's go. Get your season buckle up. Buckle up. Dylan's already got it, man. Dylan's gonna get his own. I, I used Stutzler jerseys in the mail, buddy. <laughs> Ladies I'll and gentlemen. My address right away. <laughs> this is offside hockey talk. We're proudly brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co. The big beer for the big game or the big season that is around the corner. This is a wrap on our Atlantic Division preview for the Ottawa Senators with our guy, John Trache, the PA voice for the Ottawa Senators. And this is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk.